0: 570. An L.A. sports icon.
1: Fred Rogan is here tonight.
0: Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The D. I'm
2: the D. Fred, Fred. Rogan.
0: Weekdays before Petros and Mike. A USC All-American. USC's
3: Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback.
0: Absolutely perfectly delivered by
3: Rodney Peet. Rodney Keith. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney.
0: And we continue on Fred Rogan and Rodney Peach on AM570 LA Sports. Later this hour, Rodney, will hear from the fans. Open the lines. What they think uh, the Dodgers should do this offseason. The biggest thing they need to address.
2: <laughs> 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 do you think they'll agree with you, Fred? Uh, yeah, I do. You do? More,
0: more often than not, when we open the phone lines, people right. normally do agree with what I think.
2: That is absolutely not true. It is true. It is quite the opposite. Why are you looking at me like that, Kevin? Because everyone starts by saying, Fred, you're out of your mind. No. That, yeah, like that, get more often. that is Kind of like that 1970s skit with uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd and, and Jane Curtin. You know, when they start off the show. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for for those of us with a certain age. Jane, you. Ignorant? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, we'll find
0: out. We'll open the phone lines coming up at 1.30. Now let's bring on the man that was there every game, every day, lived it with him, and ultimately died with him. Our friend David Bassett. Dave, good afternoon.
3: I wouldn't say that, Fred. Yeah, I'm alive been, and well. What does that mean? Feeling good. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> died with him. So
2: morbid, Fred. Well, What's wrong with you? The season ended. Is all career's I was dead, to say. <laughs> Dave. I apologize for my
3: co-host. Jeez, can we get Holly on here? She's a real no, supportive no, person, you
2: know not Fred. Loyal. Oh. Jeez, Fred.
0: So I texted uh, Dave in Atlanta, and I said, I'm going to come see you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to come hang out with you. And he goes, uh, well, I don't have a booth to sit in this time. I said, well, then I'm not going to come see you. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: Sorry I missed yeah. you in Atlanta, Dave. So it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad, you know? <laughs> all right. Let, let Let's start with. And Fred, by the way, you're, uh, you're almost at your limit for texts per month. You are about <laughs> to exceed your limit of texting me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but we do have a limit, Dave. That's true. And I'm sorry. Yes. I pushed it right is, up to the edge.
2: Is he taking advantage, Dave? Is he going overboard?
3: He's starting to oh. take liberties like we're actually friends. <laughs> no, I would never do that,
2: Dave. <laughs> yeah, he gets charged overtime.
3: It's similar to me and Kershaw. I only have two texts per year, so you have to choose them wisely. Okay, and did you use both of yours this year? I have not. I've used I used one in spring training. Did not get a response. Oh, and, does uh, that we'll count? see how it goes does during that the off
2: season. If you don't get I a response in a, a certain amount of my,
3: That's oh, right. I, I sent him a picture of uh, Sam Perkins' uh, basketball card that I found in my collection. Sam Perkins was his favorite Dallas Mav back in the day.
2: Oh. And he didn't respond. Fun fact. No. Crickets. Yeah. Okay. That didn't count, though. He, he didn't respond in a timely fashion, so that doesn't count as a text.
3: Okay, thank you, Rodney. Yeah. I
2: appreciate Let that. Let him know I said that.
0: Yeah, you're the arbiter of these types I of am. things. I am. <laughs> All right, Dave, biggest need during the offseason. We were kicking it around. Here's what I said. I think the priority's got to be holding on to Chris Taylor. Am I crazy?
3: Yeah, it would be. Uh, I would actually say Corey Seager. I, I would say it's both. Uh, you know, it's tough. This is going to be a very tough decision-making offseason for Andrew Friedman, the toughest of his tenure as president of baseball operations because so many of the guys that have been the fabric of the culture of the last seven years are now eligible to go elsewhere. So he, you can't give everybody $200 million. You can't give everybody $100 million. You're going to have to be judicious on how you not only prioritize uh, next year, but also moving forward, and he's been so good at that over the course of his time with the Dodgers, and this is going to be the biggest challenge for him on who to uh, who to bring back and who to say goodbye to, and that's all contingent on the market value for all these guys.
2: Yeah, and when you talk about Seager and Taylor, you know, obviously everybody's thinking Corey Seager is gonna you know command a lot of money. And and Chris Taylor may command a lot of money, but not quite Corey Seager money. Do you think that how much is that going to factor in, you know, say like, you know, the, the Corey Seager, Seager gets into that high 200 and or 300 range and yeah. you maybe can get, you know, Chris Taylor for, you know, a couple hundred less than that, maybe, you know, with, <laughs> yeah. or a hundred less than that. I mean, that has to factor in into who they keep as much as they want to keep Corey Seager, right?
3: Right. And, uh, you know, Farhan Zaidi was part of uh, the Dodgers unearthing Chris Taylor. So the Giants have a lot of money. And you would imagine that Farhan Zaidi would have his eyes on Chris Taylor, especially with the amount of payroll he has and how he likes to move players around. So I feel like the Dodgers and Giants are going to be competing for not only guys like Chris Taylor, but other players that are free agents and possible trade targets. So not only did the Dodgers and Giants compete on the field during the regular season, but I feel like this offseason, they may be competing for the same services of certain players. Dave Ballpark, if you know it, uh, market value,
0: Corey Seager, market value, Chris Taylor.
3: Corey Seager, well north of $200 million, Chris Taylor, you know, the the comparison that i've been hearing is somewhere close to what ben Zobras got from the chicago cubs so probably somewhere in the range of four years and 60 million dollars for chris taylor okay and, and keep in mind guys this is all under these rules the rules may be changing significantly with the new collective bargaining agreement that expires on December 1st. Yeah, let's so talk about that. So it's hard for everybody to determine what the value of players are considering the landscape may change. Okay, and right. could
0: there be a lockout? What do we expect in that, Dave?
3: Yeah, well, technically, Fred, there will be a lockout beginning on December 2nd because the players in Union have not agreed on the fundamental uh, the fundamental uh groundwork to achieve an agreement before December first. That could change between now and the end of November, but that doesn't seem likely. The players feel like uh, the owners have won the last two negotiations. Uh, veteran players are now getting more involved. So they have some things they want to try to achieve in this new agreement. So, yes, December 2nd, there will be a freeze on transactions.
2: And that affects all the salaries and who you can sign and how much you can sign them for, right? Well, you can't sign anybody when yeah. it's
3: frozen. Yeah, interesting.
2: How, how much do you think, Dave, um, you know, when we talk about Corey Seager and Chris Taylor, they do have the luxury of, of Trey Turner being there another year. Um how much are they looking at that as they have that in their back pocket and are they concerned at all that he struggled in the postseason? I mean, I know he's got a tremendous body of work, but he did struggle in the postseason. Is that any kind of concern for them?
3: I don't think so. I think he's a great insurance policy in case you lose one of them or both of them to have a gold glove caliber shortstop and a batting champion going into next season as you're starting shortstop. And that was just um, – gravy in that trade for Max Scherzer. So they do have that insurance policy. Uh, We'll see whether or not there's a DH in the National League, a universal DH next year because then you could hypothetically speaking fit in a Corey Seager or Chris Taylor. So yeah, I don't believe that the way he performed in the postseason would change the way they feel about him he doesn't walk that much he swings at almost everything and he was swinging at pitches outside of the strike zone that's not a dodger type of player they like guys that are selective with their pitches but look they have an insurance policy policy and a really good one in Trey Turner if uh, Seager or Taylor go for greener pastures elsewhere
0: all right what do you think happens with Trevor Bauer what do you think happens with Max Scherzer
3: I don't believe Max Scherzer will be back. That's my own opinion. I feel like he's looking to exceed the Bauer annual average salary. And uh, the Dodgers have some good young starters coming up. And I feel like there's trade possibilities for the Dodgers to fill out their rotation. So uh, the way it ended for the Dodgers and Scherzer, I just don't see him coming back. I've heard the Angels Uh, really want to uh, pursue Max Scherzer during the offseason. They are desperate for pitching, Um, so they're going to have some competition if they do want to bring back Scherzer. Um, As far as Trevor Bauer goes, I don't know where that stands. And honestly, it doesn't really matter what happens in the courts uh, here in Los Angeles. Major League Baseball could still suspend him next year for any amount of time for violating their policy when it comes to domestic violence. So uh, I would say there's a good chance that he is suspended for how many games? Nobody knows. Does he come back and ever pitch for the Dodgers again? I wouldn't say never, but I would say it's uh the chances are slim. Very slim. Um Dave I you mean ma- how could you bring him back? Yeah, Not really only can't. for what he did off the field, but how is he gonna look his teammates in the eyes again yeah. after yeah. letting them down with his poor decisions? Yeah, yeah,
2: it'll be hard to go in that clubhouse. Uh Dave, you mentioned Farhan and the Giants and having a lot of money are are how much are the Dodgers kind of keeping a close eye on on them and trying to keep – it's one thing for someone to go to Toronto and send somebody to Toronto and sign with another team, Boston on the East Coast, but but within your division and your hated rival, um, how much of an eye are they keeping on what Farhan does with the Giants and trying to poach some Dodger players?
3: I think they have one eye on it. I don't think it's going to dictate what Andrew Friedman does. He's going to construct a team that he feels is the best, whether or not it's – it it plays into the Giants or plays against the Giants. But obviously, they'll be looking at what they're doing. Um, They have to. I mean, that's the team that won the division. That's the team that is here to stay. So they have to find a way to compete with them and not let it slide. Um, So I would say to a certain extent they're with them, but uh, I I would say they're just worrying about their own business because that's what Andrew has done his entire time here with the Dodgers. Uh, Go ahead. No,
2: I was going to say, Dave, okay, on that note, um, and and switching gears to another guy, Clayton Kershaw, um, what happens with Clayton?
3: I believe he comes back, Rodney. I believe he finishes his career as a Dodger. And uh, him having an injury at the end of the year puts a big question mark on him. Just think about him as a player on the open market. I know it's Clayton Kershaw, but – the injury he has obviously could give a lot of people around the league some pause, whether or not he's going to be healthy in 2022. But uh, he's more valuable to the Dodgers injured because of what he means to the team, the organization, and to the city. So I believe he finishes his career as a Dodger. And I don't know if it's a one-year deal, a two-year deal, a three-year deal, but I, uh, I firmly believe Clayton Kershaw will, will be back next year.
0: Well, and we we did this, I had this theory at the top of the show. He would be fourth in the rotation, right? He'd he'd be like your number four starter. Fair?
3: Yeah, I I wouldn't put a number on him because I really believe, Fred, that people undervalued how much the Dodgers missed him in the postseason. We saw that guys like Julio and Bueller, as good as they are, and Scherzer, as good as he is, they can't do the things Kershaw was willing to do and was able to do under extreme dire stress as far as pushing himself physically. So I wouldn't put a number four next to him. To me, he's still number one for the way he takes the ball and doesn't complain about body fatigue or three days rest. Okay. Well, I kind of look at it just a little bit differently.
0: I'm sure you do. Yeah. And I know you've known him a long time, and he does mean a lot to the city. But ultimately, you know, it is what it is. And he's a guy that gets hurt, and it's not his fault. Nobody's blaming him, but it's just a reality. And you, uh, you know, how much can you pay a guy that you're pretty confident is?
3: You didn't ask me how much you're going to pay him. You asked me if he's going to come back. How much you're going to pay him? I would say I could see at least fifteen million dollars with a lot of incentives to get him past twenty-five million if he stays healthy. Kind of the ballpark 15. we were thinking. Yeah, that, that can work. That can work. Hey, there's no salary cap in baseball. There you go. That's true. But you know, deep pockets.
2: deep pockets, but they still are Keep operating a business. Do you think he gets I mean I, I know you ran down, you know, there's questions and health and durability is they, all that stuff. Do you think he he gets looks interests around the league, Dave? I yeah, mean even for with sure. Texas, Texas his hometown team. I mean how much interest do you think he will get?
3: I think he'll get interest, and it's all about where him and his wife want to spend their summers. Is it here in Los Angeles? Is it closer to home in texas um i wouldn't uh, I wouldn't rule out either one of those locations but it's uh he's at a point in his life where it 's about his family he's won his World Series championship he's in a different headspace than he ever was before, but I could just tell you, looking at him the final day in game six in the dugout, how he was helpless uh, when it came to affecting whether or not the Dodgers were able to go to the World Series, seeing him on the plane, he was affected by it, and I believe that he wants to come back and finish his Dodger career in a better way than just walking off with an injury.
0: You talked about pitchers on the trade market. Who are those pitchers?
3: I would have to look at it, Fred, uh, on the surface. There aren't really too many starting pitchers, but there's uh, some pitchers that I'm sure would become available in the trade market. Free agency, there's not that many.
0: Okay, and what assets do the Dodgers have to send out to get these guys?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I would say their best asset right now is Gavin Lux. I would say that's the best young asset they would have to trade, but – there's been uh, some players in the minor leagues that have not been household names that Andrew Friedman has been able to tell opposing teams or sell them on it that they're really good. And the I would say a lot of the minor league players that Andrew has traded away, uh, the majority of them have never panned out. Well, he's a good salesman. Similar to Rodney. ha <laughs> That I am, Dave. He that sells his uh, wife that and I friends am. and kids that, you know, Fred Rogan is an upstanding man, a man of integrity. Thank you. And that's I a, believe and that's a hard in going sell. to work with him every day. That's a
2: hard sell, Dave, as you know.
3: That's right.
0: Dave, do you think they'll invest in the bench during this offseason?
3: I don't think it's about investing. I mean, the Braves didn't invest a lot of money in guys like Eddie Rosario and Jock Peterson. I, I think they just have to find guys that will replace Jock Peterson, Kike Hernandez, and possibly even Chris Taylor. They never really did it. And for the first time in a long time, their minor leagues did not produce anybody position player-wise that they could use and flourish. I mean, guys like Luke Rayleigh and DJ Peters never really turned into anything. They had to go and find Billy McKinney, who never really turned out to be as good as a guy like Eddie Rosario um Edwin Rios will be back next year he's a power left-handed bat yep. so you get him back for a full year that would be a boost to their bench and they need to find a right-handed hitter
2: yeah Dave you you mentioned that um in your heart you you believe Clayton was going to be back in your heart do you what do you think about Corey Seager
3: I'd say it's 50-50 right now Rodney if he wants to come back um I uh, Scott Boris is gonna usually Scott Boris clients take the biggest offer and there's going to be a big offer coming from the Big Apple and the team in pinstripes for Corey Seager so it depends where he wants to live and where he wants to play and whether or not he's just chasing the Benjamins
0: all right well Dave thank you for coming on today and thank you for your insight as
3: always my pleasure Fred and like I said if you have any more Questions or comments, please go through Rodney to text me. <laughs> All right, goodbye, Dave. See you again. All right, Rodney and I talked about it when we came
0: on the air. You just heard Dave talk about it. Dodger fans up to you. 866 987 257. Ah, biggest needs now. All right, you look at the club, you follow them every day. What are the biggest needs for this team in the offseason? What would you do? We'll take your calls next
3: your chance to put one thousand bucks in your pocket text the nationwide keyword deposit to 200 200 you'll get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest that's deposit to 200 200
2: good luck oh. thank you Cruz. rodney p Fred Rogan on a beautiful, you know, after a rain in Southern California, is it any prettier place in the country, Fred? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're lucky enough to have a window. Yeah, we are. You know, I'm surprised they gave us a window, Fred. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we should be back in the other room, that you know, little corner studio. Yeah, we are like, you know, they on a lot of things. We might be in a dungeon. Right, I'm telling you. <laughs> and we have no idea why. But, just
0: show up every day. Uh huh. You guys, little kids table. Yeah. You guys over yeah, there. All of that. All of that. All right, Dodger fans, you want to weigh in on what should be done during this off season? 866 987 2570. Uh Jackson, Ontario. Jack, we appreciate you holding. Go ahead.
1: Hey, sir. Uh yes on Taylor. Uh no on Seeger and Boros. Anybody tied to Boros? No uh three time champion bochi is the new coach and retrade mookie for kike and verdugo.
0: Okay. Jack, appreciate the call. Uh that's not gonna happen. But appreciate the call. <laughs> You're not going to retrade Mookie for Kike and Verdugo. All right, that's not gonna happen. Uh Bruce Bochi is not going to be the new manager. That is not going to happen either. Uh, hopefully they'll re-sign Chris Taylor. So you got one of them. But Bruce Bochy is not going to manage the Dodgers. Dave Roberts is not going anywhere. He's in the final year of his deal. They'll work out an extension. He's not leaving. Everybody wants Dave Roberts gone. He's not going anywhere. He has won more games faster than anybody in Major League Baseball history as a manager. I think that says something for Dave Roberts. He's not going anywhere. Stop suggesting that Dave Roberts has to go. He's
2: not going anywhere, Rodney. You answered it, Fred. I, I'm not I wasn't even going to dignify that with an answer, Fred, but you did it right. Yeah, I mean Yeah, it's ridiculous. No, Bruce Boche
0: will have a job. Yeah, at some point, but not here. No, it won't be here. No. And I'm not suggest and he's not going to be back with the Giants because they uh they love Gabe Kapler. Uh the Padres were the the team I heard mentioned. Could be.
3: Could be. They're so analytic-driven, that's the only drawback to bringing him there. Bochy's more of the old-school type, and they're so analytic-driven, people think that might drive Bruce away. All right, let's go to
0: Chris in Huntington Beach. Just called in. Chris, how you doing today?
1: Really good, doing good. So the number one thing they need to do is re-sign Taylor, get Jansen, and Knievel back, and they got to let go of Seeger because the ramifications of keeping Seeger a Boris client, we have so many Boris fights. You've got Scherzer, you got Bellinger, you got Urias. There's just no way you're
2: to keep them all. All right.
0: Appreciate it. Well, you can, Chris, actually keep them all. Yeah. He's going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, there comes a point where they're not going to do that. There just will be that point. I don't know what that is. It's not like you're afraid to spend money. They have. But you cannot lock yourself into long-term deals with, like, four guys. Yeah,
2: tons you of money. What, I tell you what. David David Fassé threw it out there that you know the team that really wants him is in uh, is is in New York and yeah. wearing pinstripes, um, and you know we don't hate the Yankees like we hate the Giants out here, right? But watching them in pinstripes because I believe Corey Corey Seager, uh, you know how I feel about him is a, a superstar and is only going to get better. And watching him do his thing in New York and pinstripes is going to be a dagger to you.
0: Yeah, it, it will be tough to watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he's young. Because he will do his thing Yeah, in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he probably would do really well there. Yeah, yeah. All right,
0: let's go, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Uh, first off,
1: Dave Roberts is the best manager in the game. I don't care what nobody says. Bring it, man. Love me from Dave Roberts. Now, as far as the Dodgers, I want to bring back Dodger people, okay? For this reason, Rodney touched on a very good thing. There are variables if you bring other guys. You know Seeger, we know he can compete in L.A. Kenley Jansen, we know he can compete in L.A. I want guys who are L.A. tested and pressure tested. Okay, I don't want no variables. So whatever we got to do to bring back the likes of Seeger, Kenley Jansen, Joe Kelly, guys like that, we need to do it. Chris Taylor, we need to do it. And Dave Roberts is a made man. All of you idiot Dodger fans calling for his job, shut your mouth.
2: Okay, thanks, Manny. That's what I'm talking about, Manny. Bring it. Yeah, bring it. I don't know if you can keep everybody though like that. You you wanted to, Manny, but but yeah, I like you the can. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Kenley. <laughs> Chris Taylor, Corey Seager,
3: Joe Kelly, uh, all of them stand. Joe Kelly is an interesting one, only from the standpoint we know that Kinley Jansen is a free agent. Now I know Joe has a pretty hefty price tag. I think twelve million, Fred, and a four million dollar buyout. Right. If you lose out on Kinley, are you tempted to keep Joe Kelly even at that price point? Or no? I don't know. I, honestly,
0: I mean, you just pose that question, and Joe Kelly. Look, everybody loves Joe
2: Kelly. Where, where is Knable at in all this?
0: He's a free agent. That's the guy I would. Yeah. He's definitely a free yeah. agent. It might yeah. look to
3: be a closer again right. somewhere.
0: All right, you know what? I think I'd sign Knabel over Joe Kelly. I think I'd let Joe go yeah. and, and sign Corey Knabel if you could pick one or two of those guys. Yeah. And Kelly got a pretty hefty paycheck from the Dodgers when they to signed come him here. a couple of years yeah, ago. To yeah, to come yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So After they, that
2: brilliant World Series he did. Of course yeah. he did. Uh, got paid. But no, nah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with Knabel on that one. Let's go Otis and Long Beach. Go ahead, Otis. Yeah,
1: first thing we need to do is to make sure that Urias is, is the number one pitcher outside of Scherzer, we can bring Scherzer back. Because this year we used him in a wrong way. I don't know if it was Dave Roberts. I don't know if it was management. But for some reason, they kept moving him in and out of uh, being a starter. And you can't do that with a major league player. Bottom line is, you have to have guys stay in their routine. And they couldn't stay in their in their routine uh, in the playoffs. I also think they need a number three and four hitter. They need solid guys in the middle that will come through not only in the regular season but in the postseason. I really like Muncie. I love Justin Turner, but I think their time is up in, in LA. Try to get down Muncy, if you
2: can't get You think Muncie's time Muncie is up going.
1: Muncie? I, yeah. I would I would love to have Muncie back. I just don't think Muncie is the guy no, he's not a free agent. Everybody Otis, he's coming back. Is he's intimid- good. Intimidate I'm no, sorry? No, he's good. He's coming back. He's signed. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I want Muncie to come back, but we need a a three a three or four hitter, someone that that, that people pitch around so that our guys that are behind oh, them you're, you're, or, I'm sorry in front of them can get can wait, get fast
2: Wait, wait.
1: So, look, so look, you look. need somebody like that. We
2: were lucky with Muncie. Look, your three hitter, for the call. Oh, oh your three hitter and he didn't have a great postseason, but your three hitter was the batting champion. I mean, nobody, you know, postseason games, things like that. You know, it's a sometimes guys are hot and sometimes the guys are cold. You can't guarantee somebody's going to be good or bad in the postseason. You can't guarantee that. Yeah, you don't know. But, but you put together a lineup of Betts, Seager, Turner, and then Will Smith as your fourth hitter. That's a tough. That's a tough one, two, three, four, and you got Justin Turner behind that. Yeah, I don't know why you get better than that, Jimmy in Hollywood. Go ahead. Yeah, I
1: think our number one thing that we should do is sign Corey Seager. We need Corey Seager, and I think since Justin Turner's getting a little long in the twos, uh, we can move him to third with Trey at short, Muncie at first. I think we're pretty solid.
0: Appreciate the call. Thanks. Corey Seager is a tough one. Rodney, you pointed it out. David Basset said it as well. But remember... If you
2: sign Corey he just Sieger, feels like a heart and soul Dodger. That's, I, I guess, know. that's part of it too. I know. Not only is he a superstar and World Series MVP and came through in the clutch several times, I just think he's just he's he's Dodger blue, right? I know that. But remember, it's it's
0: the old you sign him, you got him. You want him for ten years. You want? No, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it's going to take I about him. that many years. You're going to have to hold on to him for that many years. And uh, let's see, Ronny in Anaheim. Go ahead.
1: Hey, how's it going, fellas? I think the way we can keep uh, Corey Seager is if we could give him some kind of a Bobby Bonilla type deal where we can pay him like over 30 years or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I don't know what do you think about that, fellas. Thanks. Thanks
3: for the
2: call. <laughs> I, I think it works great for the Dodgers.
0: Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to work
2: for Scott Morris. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Not not in this day and age. Which is why you've not seen a Bobby Bonilla contract <laughs> since Bobby Bonilla.
0: Right. It'd be like, all right, Corey Seager, big news. He signed a $400 million deal, and it'll be paid out over 400 million years. I mean, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to happen. No. They, they're not going to do that anymore. Everybody wants their money, and they want their money as soon as uh, possible. Right now, absolutely. Uh, Fabian,
1: go ahead and pass Adina. Yeah, when I look at their team, I mean, their outfield is set. They've got Pollock, Bellinger, Mookie in the outfield. They've got Turner and Turner on the left side of the field. They've got Lux and Munkey on the right side of the field. Catcher here set, Barnes and Smith. So really, with a designated hitter coming up, I think Seeger is likely the guy that we need to bring in Um, and Chris Taylor, wow, he's a super utility guy that I think um, he would be a higher priority overseer.
0: right, appreciate Uh, the call Fabian, thanks. Yeah, look, I I might be in the minority.
2: I love it too, look, I I like him the same, I think CT3 coming to the Dodgers, you mentioned Farhan found him, but just does his business and, and just does it the right way all the time. You know, showing up to the ballpark. He's in the lineup. You know you're going to get everything out of Chris Taylor. Yeah. He's that guy and he'll do whatever it takes to win. So I love him and they got to find a way to keep him. I I agree. Isn't To me it was <laughs> find a way to keep both of them. If there's a way. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan and Whittier, we'll wrap it up. Go ahead,
0: Ryan. Up, uh, okay. Ryan dropped. All right, here's the deal. Somebody was asked today. Somebody, a prominent coach, was asked about the USC coaching position. He can only reveal what he can reveal. I'm speaking of Rodney. But we do have a reaction from a man who was asked about the job today, and we'll get to that.
1: Complain, but
2: this is dry. Don't oh, thank you, Gary and Shannon. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. On a sunny what are you doing tonight? On, L.A. afternoon. Fred, yeah, yeah, yeah. now you left talking about something going on at a particular university. Is that what you're talking I about? I do. I do. Yeah. Now,
0: I want to ask you a question, Uh-oh. by the way. Hold on. i uh, myself. No, no. And now, and let's just be honest. There are things you know. There are things you don't know. There are things you can say. And there are things you can't say. Yes. I, I think we can preface it like that. Okay. But before we get to the story of the coach who was asked today about the job, I'd like to know if you have any insight on if they're approaching this differently than they have in the past.
2: Uh, I think they're being extremely thorough. Now, I don't know the extent of how they've done, uh, you know, and everyone's different, right? Every time you hire someone, is it's a little bit different process. But I, I do know for a fact that they have gone all in on doing as much investigation, research, whatever you want to call it, into searching for this for this coach um and they're putting a lot of time and effort into it and including a wide range of of people to to do that and help them with it
0: do they look at things um numerically or analytically do they do they do that kind of work because so much of sports is analytically driven now do they do that in the search
2: yeah no absolutely they do and in fact um you know, a a big part of Mike Bone, I think, in Cincinnati was in, incorporating a lot of analytics into what they do in the athletic program, much like the Dodgers or Tampa Bay or the Giants and teams in baseball we've heard of do, and even in the NFL. So yeah, USC has has done that and do that with players, and, and they they over the last couple of years and have done it with um and now are doing it with their search for a new head coach. So yeah, analytics play a huge part in what they do,
0: and I wonder because I really don't know. Um, when analytics play a part, what what are they looking at? What what kind of numbers are they looking for besides wins and losses?
2: I mean, I, I think they can go through a variety of things: where he's been, how you know the players that have played for him, how those particular players that that particular person recruited, how did they perform? Where's his eye for talent? Um, how did did someone get better in their four years? I mean, those type of little things. I think they go into. And dive really deep, deeper than and I was just scratching some surface on some things, but go really deep into figuring out, you know, all things being equal, where does he pan out? Is he in the eighty percent of success rate, sixty percent success rate, ninety percent success rate? You know? And then on top of that, there's no exact science, right? Right. (laughs) There's no exact science as to why it would work. Because I guarantee you when when they were when they hired Pete Carroll, I don't know if many people believe that he would have the success that he had no i agree with that yeah. but in the past
0: and, and i don't think it's unfair to say you go look for a coach you've got the boosters you've got the college community everybody always wants to play
3: the name game. Yeah.
0: let's go get that guy yeah that doesn't necessarily mean that's what mike bone is going to do this time
2: no 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 not at all i, I think that um and they haven't always done that. You know I mean? They, they've kind of – there's been, you know, traces of let's get – let's continue what Pete did for a while, right? And it was, you know, Lane Kiffin and Sark and, and those guys stayed there because they wanted to relive some of the things that Pete did. Well, they're not Pete. Right. I and mean, there's only one Pete, so you can't repeat that. So you got to do an independent search and not be bound by the name of the person or do they have, you know, uh, a USC lineage? Lineage. I mean, that that, that that's great for, for alums like me. You want somebody to understand the pride of USC, and they have to get that. But that can't be your sole reason for, for hiring a coach.
0: So you know, one of the names being kicked around is James Franklin. Mm-hmm. He's at Penn State. Yeah. And uh, today, I don't want to say he's not really focused, but he was asked about uh, speculation about his coaching future. And Franklin said, look, my focus is completely on Illinois, period, they're playing Ohio State. You're not going to, I'm laser focused in on this one. You're not going to get me to say anything because we're going out there and we're going to beat Illinois and they're playing Ohio State. He made another one, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he call uh, Ohio Stadium the big house? Yes, he called yeah. the horseshoe
3: the big house, which yeah. you just do not do. Yeah, so that rivalry, my God.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, little kids know what the name of those two stadiums You're right. are. Maybe he quite. a I think he was focused. Yeah, maybe he wasn't too focused on other things on his mind. Yeah, a little bit. Okay,
0: now when you want to play. The name game. I'll tell you what. Big name. Big name. Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin.
2: Now, oh, that's a big name. Big name. Yeah, and he, big was, name.
0: he was asked about the USC job today.
1: Guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay. Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough
0: blank check. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know,
2: anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like
0: that? Then he, he got it. up and walked out. <laughs> Eat it. Eat it. I love it. I love Mike Tomlin. He I had love enough. <laughs> and then the name, I love it. Jeff Fisher was kicked around. Yeah. Of course Jeff went to USC. Yes, he did. And if you remember, Jeff was the coach of the Rams when was they came he? to town. Was he? Well, We'd there may not be some, remember that. Well, no, but there may be some that don't remember. Oh. Right? There, there may yeah. be some. Yeah, getting into a bit of a tussle with a friend of ours. A little bit. The ambassador. Yeah. Not, not fast friends. No, not fast friends. Uh, and uh, of course, Jeff lost his job. Sean McVay came in. He's available. Uh, and his name was mentioned. I don't think there's uh, much credence to that, but his name was kicked around. Rodney.
2: Uh, uh, let me say. Let me say a couple of things. Um. first of all I, I do I, I love Mike Tomlin I love the way he's direct and he's by the way he, he's that way with his players which is why they all love him because he's he's straight up and honest with them and, and a lot of guys come from places where the coaching staff is not always straight up and honest so it, he was refreshing to, to the guys that I know that play for him Um, but I can go through my phone which you're on, holding up right now on speed dial yeah, and pull up Eight names that could write that check at a USC. So, so we're talking about ain't nobody could write a big enough blank check. Yeah, I got them in my phone. Um, so that's number that's that's number one. Let's get that straight right now. <laughs> we need over deep pockets. There's some deep pockets over at, at, at USC. Um, uh, on, the, on the other front, like we just talked about, Fred, they they are doing a extensive search. So any name that comes up now that says, "Oh, he's the leading candidate," or "He's," oh, they're looking at everybody can say that. I mean, it's it's the it's nobody's leading and nobody is the leading candidate or the favorite or anything at this point right now. So all of that is just speculation.
0: Next hour, our NFL insider Vinnie Bonsignor, will join us, and when we come back, it'll be spirituality. It'll be a love fest. It'll be a time for us to all unite.